And we are live. What the fuck is going on? There is so much that unfolded tonight. Phenomenal Raw. Keep on talking in the free world. I can't wait to get the party started this evening. Good evening, kind sir. Greetings and salutations. I mean, is this absolutely nuts tonight or what? There is just, I don't know. We could be here till 3 o'clock in the morning, literally. Well, I will put an end to that because I I moderate this. So there will be no chance (laughs) in hell that's happening. There is a lot to go. There's a lot to go through, man. There is, and we will get through it as long as we keep to a steady schedule, and I will basically just shut the fuck up out of all of you. Whoa! Hey, you know when you start talking like that, you know what it makes me want to say? Shush! What's that? Thank you! And just in case you missed it, for everybody in the WWE universe, listen. People can say this, people can say that. Regardless. Always keep on talking in the free world. And as always, this is Talk That Talk, the official live fan reaction call-in show before and after every Monday Night Raw. Boogie Down Bronx is in the house. Good evening, Ash. Good evening, guys. Yes, sir. And... At, oh, sorry, Darren. My apologies. As I was saying, let me just get a little. So, let me just get my juices flowing here a little bit because uh, this is a big night. This is a big fucking raw. This was a great Monday Night Raw. This was a great Monday Night Raw. Like I, I loved every single second of it. No time off for me at all. I watched every single second faithfully. And again, to recap, keep. On talking in the free world. This is talk that talk. In case anyone hasn't fucking noticed, there is nowhere to go before and after every Monday Night Raw, before and after every SmackDown, before and after every WWE pay per view to be able to give your predictions, thoughts, reactions, opinions before and afterward. We're here always. And on the pre-show, and we're gonna get. I'm so happy that Ash is back from the Boogie Down Bronx to give us some insight on. Like, I want to ask him some questions myself too. Like, do a little rapid fire Q and A about the MSG show. I want to hear uh, Ash's thoughts, but I also want to do a rapid uh, Q and A because there's just you know some things that I like to hear about with live shows. But as far as tonight went, phenomenal. And again. Day in and day out throughout the week, and then also during the show, we're on Twitter. That's where, that's the foundation, is that at the signal is busy. Why is the signal busy? Because we're off the motherfucking hook. So that's where we're at day in and day out. That's where you're going to get the updates. That's where you'll get the live link for the pre and post show. And also, it was myself and Darren tonight. I'm expecting to see Ash in the mix uh, moving forward and everybody else. Use the fucking hashtag. Talk that talk. WWE Raw. Share your sign. 
Let's see where you motherfuckers are watching the show. Let's see what sign you got going on. This is the road to WrestleMania, man. Don't fuck around. Darren, take us through. But in case you haven't noticed, it's still Shane Kelly. Not, not even, so definitely not the reserve Shane O'Mac. Shane Kelly. I haven't gone all the way fucking bad to Clubber Shang. Bang, bang. But it's a little crazy tonight. Go ahead. All right, Mr. Bam Bam, Clang Clang, Bang Bang, whatever they're going to be called. Um, we're, I'm going to do quickly what we're going to do before we go into the depths of Monday Night Raw is we're going to bring our friend in here, in Mr. Ash. Ash, I'm giving you three minutes. I want you to tell us your thoughts, your opinions, and anything exciting that you want to share over the course of Saturday Night Show at MSG. I am giving you three minutes. To do this, and in that three minutes, you got to give it your all to us. Any questions will be answered in that three minutes. I've got a timer going to start. Ash, if you may begin. Okay, okay. Um, well, obviously, Austin Theory fought Brock Lesnar in the main event. That was pretty much a squash. <laughs> um, we also have Roman Seth Rollins. That was like a little five-minute match there. Roman won. We also had other matches were there. All triple threat for the women's title. Becky Lynch, Bianca, and Rhea Ripley. That was a pretty good match. Um, Whatchamacallit, yeah, Rhea Ripley took the pin. Uh, Bianca almost had it, but then Becky retained. We had... Usos and New Day for the millionth time. <laughs> uh, Usos and New Day to me had the best match of the night. They stole the show. They always have good matches, um, but we've seen that match like a thousand times. Um, but for the most part, the show was okay. It's pretty good. Okay, and I got to jump in. I'm, I want to use our three minutes, Ash. I got to ask you some questions. So thank you for giving me the yeah. overview, Darren. Let us know. Give us a countdown, man. Don't just fucking shut. Shut us down at like three minutes. Let, you give us a little bit of fucking forewarning. You have a so, minute forty seconds. Uh, say, how much time? You have a minute thirty-five. Oh, uh, we might have to ask for a an extension, 40. please, sir. May I have an extension, sir? Please. <laughs> Thank you, a little Harry Potter reference. So, yeah. First and foremost, but Ash. Wasn't it fucking absolutely bonker? Like, do my eyes deceive me, or did everyone come in there and fuck Brock Lesnar up? And then we had the most viewed Instagram post in the history of WWE with the big dog, the head of the table, standing over the bloodied Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, that was the post match. What yeah. the so fuck was that? Match, fucking absolutely bonkers, he, he, yeah, or what? He hit him. That was awesome. Um, he hit him with the. Steel steps, and then he started bleeding like crazy. It was it was cool to see, cool visual. Yeah. So let, when you say post match, so like what? Like the show ended officially. Like were people fucking have people already left? People were about to leave, and then they saw wow. Roman come in, and then they they like were getting up, and then they saw Roman, and then and then Roman attacked them. So and people enjoyed it. So and they hit they hit the music. Like people, like so. I guess what I'm looking for, I'm living vicariously through you now. Is that here's what I've never been to New York City. I've never been to MSG. Definitely, like 
it's on my bucket list. And I'm picturing, uh, I'm a diehard sports fan, obviously, a diehard wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing people filing yeah. out at MSG thinking the night's over, and then Roman's music hits, and then all fucking hell breaks loose. Is that what happened? Or no? Well, his music didn't even hit. He just came out of nowhere. Oh, really? His music yeah. didn't Gentlemen, even hit? I'm giving yeah. you a spare two minutes. After this, we're done. Okay. That's yeah. disappointing, so, though. Yeah. But like, so did you? His did you get up to leave, or in? you were sitting in your seat? No, no, I was, I was standing up. I was about to leave, and then I saw, I saw it from, I saw it still. So then, he he did his attack, and then after his attack, his music played, and then I left. So was it as? I mean, it looked amazing online. Was it that? impactful in person yeah, it was cool yeah yeah like in person it looked really cool a minute and a half okay awesome thank you darren so then moving on to um i want to i want to go to street profits and new day last and then quickly i just want to touch on because becky lynch bowed out tonight i mean she said she was injured from the hair but yet and still she showed up to msg so no respect for cleveland cleveland if you're out there becky lynch fucking hates your city so is that she showed up for msg but didn't show yeah. up for cleveland how was that match that was a good match, yeah. Good triple threat. Um, she took advantage. Bianca had hit the KOD on um, Rhea Ripley, and then Becky threw her over the top rope, and then she took the pin from there. Was- All right, and then I know where I know Darren counted us down one minute, probably forty five seconds down. So New Day, sorry, New Day and Street Profits, right? New Day Usos. New Day Usos. So. Yes, I hear you. They they fought a million times, but that is I'm there for that match all day, every that was day. A great match. Yeah, they always have good matches. Um, New Day. It looked like New Day was gonna win for. There was a lot of near falls. Um, but the Usos ended up winning in the end. So, okay, I know we're out of time. Ash, I like I like I'm not overstating. I really am not. Like you don't know how much I fucking love. You weighing in from the Bronx, going to MSG at the show, yeah. and and then Darren, if I may, just forgive me for one moment. I have when you, I shit on Austin Theory from day one, completely, a hundred percent. Fuck Austin yeah. Theory, and then on the pre-show, even when you said you met him, I kind of was like, uh, who? I, I don't know what I said. I'm parrot, but I was like that goof. And then you stood your ground, gave me the story. Oh yeah, I like. I've always liked Austin Theory. No, and what, even back in his NXT. Years. Yeah, and what you said previously, but what I'm saying is that, like, when I was like, "Oh, this guy's a goof," you stood your ground and, and gave us the the yeah. inside story on him, and literally that stuck with me when I was mm-hmm. watching it. And yeah. I I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm being honest. That story, your story from him weighing in on the F5 off the pod uh, in elimination chamber. Yeah, and then you yeah, going there. I did that. a 180. I'm rolling. I'm rolling with Austin Theory to the end. Now that's my boy. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and um, he he took some German suplexes in the main event, and um, Vince is high on him. Vince believes in this kid, so that tells you a lot. Like, it, yeah, and doing I mean, all these segments I'm- with him, clearly, yeah, he's high on him. And I think he has potential. Yeah, I think he could be something. 
Yeah, and of course Vince is the be-all to end-all, but I didn't really give a fuck what Vince said about this. I was like, fuck Austin Theory. But then when you weighed in and then gave me that, I couldn't help but have a soft spot for him because, you know, I I like that vibe from him, and now I'm all in. And then the selfie tonight. Gentlemen. uh, Anyway, I'll let Darren bring us through. Gentlemen, we're going to get to Austin Theory, but I'm cutting you off. All right. Thank you, Ash, for your insight as to what happened on Saturday at MSG. Thank you very much for that. So we we start show with the clip from that show and Saturday at MSG. We've discussed it. We're not going any farther with that. We're going to start with Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens in the ring talking about the past few weeks with different matches with different opponents. Of course, their match last week with um, with... I believe it was Alpha Academy. Sorry if I'm not mistaken. And then Alpha Academy comes out, of course. A thank you. Um, And then, of course, uh, we get RKO, RK Bro, sorry, in the back. um, Discussing, you know, what's going to happen tonight. And then everybody's in the ring. And we get the uh, Raw Tag Team Championship match in a triple threat tag team match gentlemen your thoughts three minutes begin they burn that motherfucker down man they really burn that motherfucker down like uh i know what's his name uh darren the the middleman who uh just again uh forgive me jimmy forgive me wwe universe because uh i vowed to advocate not because it needs to be done or it should be done because it, it it's it's something that is missing is that fuck jimmy and it should be a woman on the desk we need a woman on the desk we need a woman journalist on the desk not um you know a, a, a wwe superstar that we're trying to convert we need a, a wwe commentator on the desk commanding WWE Raw, Jimmy is fucking useless. I don't I don't hate him, but he's useless. But this match was absolute madness. I it wasn't that my expectations were set low. It was just that I think it was lost on me that sorry, go ahead. I th- I think it was lost on me that, you know, w- th- there was a lot of implications here as far as you know, WrestleMania spots, and then we see we see it play out, which I'll let Darren bring us through throughout Raw. But uh, I think at the heart of all this, I'll say this. There's not enough conversation and there's not enough dialogue about wrestling. We all love everything about wrestling, and we all love everything that it entails. But we have to give some love to the actual wrestling in the fucking ring. And you're talking, at one point there, you're talking... You know, Kevin Owens off the top rope. You're talking Otis with the splash. You're talking Gable is impeccable. You're talking uh, what's what's the move called from Seth Rollins? Not the curb stomp, the, the the buckle buckle buster. What's it called? Something like that. Yes, we know what you're talking about. The buckle bomb. Yeah. What is it? What, what is it, Ash? 
Yeah, the buckle bomb, and then boom, and he takes him out, and then and then KO gives him the stunner, and and then you know, and then Seth comes in with the curb stomp, and then of course, inevitably, bro steals the show and, and steals the pin. Okay, I know that. So I, we there, there has to be more talk about wrestling, but Darren, you got to you got to you got to afford me a, a little bit of time here, man. I'm sorry, but you know what we have to talk about here is that I touched on it on the pre-show is that. I did touch on the the fine line that Riddle walks, uh, and, and and everyone was here for the talk that talk pre-show, and Riddle does walk a fine line in the fact that he's a WWE superstar in and of himself. He's an excellent wrestler. He's phenomenal on the mic. He has moves, and uh, like you know, he's fantastic. But Randy Orton is an absolute fucking legend. So how do you come into the WWE, somehow navigate your way through? And anyone who wants to interject, please cut me off at any time. But uh, like this, these things need to be said, but I embrace being cut off if someone wants to weigh in. But how do you navigate yourself through an introductory spot in the WWE, albeit on the number one brand, Monday Night Raw? All due respect to SmackDown, but Monday Night Raw is the be-all to end-all. And then... Find a way to inject yourself in a partnership with Randy Orton. Like Riddle initiated that. And then have Randy Orton resist it, but still persevere. And then at the end of the day, capture the belts. And then it has to be said, you know, without this is not a cheesy statement. This is these are facts. Randy Orton comes on the mic. Like, first of all, shout out to Cleveland. Cleveland was off the fucking hook. Showed it off the hook. Cleveland was off the hook tonight. The crowd was into it from from beginning to end. But Randy Orton, afterward, I mean, to me, that's an all-time special moment for WWE. Randy Orton grabbing the mic. We all know Randy Orton's a fucking savage. Anyone who's online, you know, there's many examples of of Randy Orton being savage. I'll, I'll point to a recent one where he just fucking told Soldier Boy he just stole Soldier Boy's fucking soul. He's a little bitch anyway, but Randy Orton just stole his soul and basically told him, I'll come over there and fucking slap the shit out of you. Randy Orton. Uh, Randy Orton does not fuck around. So the point is, is that for him to turn around and he really did give genuine love to Riddle saying that Riddle recaptured or rekindled something that Randy Orton might've, might've, it might've been dimmering. And then Said so this is the best time he's ever had in the WWE. And guys, I, I, I'll I'll throw it to you. Riddle was near tears. He was legitimately near tears. It was an iconic moment for WWE. And I thought that that whole moment between Randy giving Riddle the love and love and Riddle almost being near tears, I thought that was fantastic. Before you move on, Darren, I would like to hear both of you guys comment on that. My quick comment, this was a fantastic match throughout the whole thing. The Randy, the RK Bro, I love that team. I think they're fantastic the way they work together. I enjoy watching them, and I'm glad they have gotten those tag team titles back. You know, no offense to Alpha Academy at all. They were great tag team champions during that time, but RK Bro came tonight, and they were coming to take them, and that's what they did. So kudos to those. 
Yeah, I'm so excited for RK, bro. I'm a huge fan of them. Um, and I can't wait to see what happens at WrestleMania. Okay, we're moving on. We've got, we go to a clip of Reggie and Dana versus Tamina and Tazawa from last week. Um, and then we move into a Dana versus Tamina for the 24 7 championship. Um, we also, during, just before that match started, we got a clip today that Dana asked, uh, Reggie for a good luck kiss. And so did, uh, well, Tazawa wanted to give Tamina one and he, he got one. That's for sure. Um, we all saw that Dana did retain the 24 seven championship. And, uh, well, Tazawa was not happy with that because he did say that she cheated and that the love of his life in Tamina was, should have been and was the new champion. Um, he didn't get his kiss on the lips like he wanted, but he was blown a kiss at the end there. Gentlemen. What are your thoughts on this? And um, do we like the whole romance? I'll turn to my boy Stevie Wonder and say, I love you. How can you not love the whole dynamic we have unfolding here? First of all, Dana Brooke is a swimmer. So, uh, and, and she looked like she owned it this evening, which I love. So I was happy. Shane, why are you muffled? Am I muffled? Yeah, you sound like you're in a windstorm or you're in a bunch of wind. I, I haven't moved. Does it sound good now or no? Okay, thank you for letting me know. I, I'm, I just, uh, I'm still sitting here with the phone in my hands. So thank you. So I thought she looked great. I love the dynamic between Reggie and Dana. I love the dynamic between Tamina and Tazawa. I do want to see Tamina, like I've said before, uh, do bigger and better things. And I'll, I'll just wrap it up by saying this. I still think Reggie's in for the long con. Anyone who's watched Lost, my boy Sawyer, long con king, is that even though we saw Reggie strip the title off of Dana before, is that I do think that he's in for the long con again. I don't know why he would give it back to her and then go the long con route again. But I do feel like that's, if you watch him giving her a little kiss in the beginning, I feel like he's got the long con in mind and I'm here for it. I love this. And I love the fact that we're getting to see uh, Dana Brooke do her thing because She's a great wrestler, man. She is a great WWE superstar. Uh, I enjoyed it. Ash, anything to add before? Our boy Ash booked. What happened to Ash? I think he, he and he booked earlier too. I think the Ash has internet issues. Okay, then we'll continue on without Ash. Ash, if you want to come back and join us, please do. Um, so then we head to the back with uh, Seth Rollins in the back. Um, he was being interviewed. He had no comments after the the loss at the beginning of the show to the to RK Bro. Um, he was just dead silent. But you could see the emotions in his face that he doesn't. He now doesn't know what 
his status for WrestleMania is. And as much as, you know, we'll get to Kevin Owens later on as his plans unfolded at the end here. Um, what, what do you think is in plan is the plan for Seth Rollins going forward now with him currently not having a WrestleMania match or event in WrestleMania? Do you, do you have a prediction or a thought of what could potentially be his plans for WrestleMania? Well, Darren, I got to be honest. It, it really is. I think you and I are on the same page here. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's disturbing that we're even having these type of conversations. And I know we'll get to Kevin Owens later, but at, like after their loss, if we're just going off of where we are at, at Raw in Raw at this moment, is that you know they were dejected, and rightfully so. You're talking two upper echelon elite, elite, elite elite WWE superstars having their future up in the air less than a month removed from WrestleMania en route to the road to WrestleMania. It's, it's bothersome to me on all fronts. So I, I felt Seth Rollins pain. It looked like he had a gash over the eye from the match. It looked like it was a fresh wound that was it. Yes, he did. He did get that uh, at this match uh, tonight. Right. So look, a fresh wound. And if here I am in my living room, feeling disgruntled and, and, and robbed and disrespected and, you know, just completely unsatisfied and bewildered as to why. We'll speak specifically about Seth Rollins right now, since that was his interview, why he's even having to, you know, walk this i don't understand it i don't understand like seth rollins is 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 so upper echelon that his match should have been carved in stone many moons ago so it bothers me to no end and and i'm not fast forwarding so i will say speaking about seth rollins in particular they should have the strap seth rollins should have one Kevin Owens should have one. There aren't enough to go around. So you got to make more. I've said this a million times. And I want to see Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens at WrestleMania for a belt on the line. That's what I would say about that. And I felt Seth Rollins' pain 100%. And it's... it's Well, like, quickly here. Like, you have to look at the fact that Seth Rollins has 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 not only he's main evented WrestleMania in the last few years, but he's had he's been in championship matches throughout his whole career at WrestleMania. And you're now looking at the worst idea in the world of two night WrestleMania, which you and I hate completely. But of of a major maybe major big whatever you want to decide you want to call it. Superstar currently not being part of a two night event, and he has main evented WrestleMania numerous times, and now he's sitting there just doing nothing currently. Like, yeah, we have some time, we have what three weeks, four weeks, somewhere around there for him to get something, but is it going to be enough or is it going to be worthy of a Seth Rollins? WrestleMania time. Are we the WWE universe going to be happy with what they set up 
if they do set something up for him before this two-night event. I guess that remains to be seen. And I hope that we are going to be satisfied. I'm very, very cautiously optimistic. And I'm still unhappy regardless of the outcome, even if it is one that I enjoy or that I agree with or I'm happy with. I'm totally disgruntled with the entire way it has unfolded. You have people who you have edge going on and on and on. And what it feels like Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens begging for table scraps. It's just unacceptable. Too elite. Top of the food chain, WWE Super. Absolutely. And I, like I said, we'll get to Kevin Owens later on. Um, I'm not happy. And, and sorry to interject. And P.S. I still fucking hate Seth Rollins' guts for ruining the shield. However, you still have to, I still have to give him his just due. He is the elite of the elite. Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. These are the people at the top of the food chain. Seth Rollins, or sorry, Roman Reigns and, and Brock Lesnar dubbed uh, the greatest WWE uh, match of all time in the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time. This is what we're dubbing it. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, not far behind those two. No one knows what's going on for WrestleMania. It truly doesn't make any sense. Um, but like I said, there's a lot more to go through. We've got to get through this. But I will say one thing, just to lead into the Kevin Owens thing tonight. I'm still not happy with that whole situation, but we'll talk about that later as we move on here. Um, so then we went on to find out that the uh, the the clip of the event at uh, Madison Square Gardens on Saturday was the most viewed Instagram clip. Um, so congratulations to WWE, I guess, on that for that. Jacob, how's it going, my friend? If you want to weigh in on W on Monday Night Raw, please do. We'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions as to what went on tonight if you did watch. Uh, just let us know if you'd like to talk. Uh, so we're going to move on to the Z-lister here in in The Miz. And, this- and the Z-lister and Logan Paul's homecoming party, which I can't stand out the fucking two of them. Um along with their guest, or I don't know if you want to call him a guest, in Jerry Lawler, I first have to say the Miz's sunglasses look like he bought them out of the fucking dollar store, and they were god-awful. Um, but I have no time or patience for any of the three of these guys. So, please, take it. Jacob, please. Dumb Miz! Dumb Miz. She's outside. Uh, the Miz, the A-lister, the best in the world. I enjoyed it. Jacob, good looking out. We're glad to hear from you. We asked about you on the pre-show. We missed you on the pre-show. Glad to hear that you're uh, in the house. Give us a little more. The modern day Maharaja. <laughs> Listen, we asked for that on the pre-show. You delivered on the post-show. We appreciate the love. Darren, the disrespect to dumb is... 
This is his hometown, Cleveland, Ohio. So he showed them love. So the Miz, the Miz is very like you know he's not the average citizen. He's he holds above average intelligence. He propped them up, and then he slapped the shit out of them. Let them know your city is fucking useless on all fronts. Like your sports teams are useless. <laughs> your city is useless. Thank you for fucking allowing me to grow up here and move onward and upward. Now, shut the fuck up. That's what I love about... Listen, listen, the Miz is nothing, okay? He's the Z-lister. I don't give a shit about him and where he comes from. And as we can tell, his so-called loving wife don't give a shit either because she hasn't been around since the night be the week before Elimination Chamber. So clearly she's realized I'm with the worst of all. Now, see, you've crossed the line here. So, mm. Maurice, and Maurice is the one who coined the phrase because, shout out to Quebec. I don't believe she's from Montreal. I believe she's from another city in Quebec. But, shout out to Quebec as a province in general is that Maurice is the one who coined dumb is. Exactly. Dumb is. And we love her Let for go. that. So, Love, hugs, and kisses for Maurice. Listen, Maurice is taking care of business and methodically preparing for WrestleMania where all hell will break loose. So she's not abandoning anyone. It's strategic planning, Darren. And you should know better. The A-lister has shown you time and time again. This is a Hollywood A-lister. This is someone that's cool, calm, and collected. He has everything scripted. He propped up the fans, slapped them down. They took it hook, line, and sinker. Dumb motherfuckers in Cleveland. And it is what it is because it is dumb. I'm sorry. Dumb is. I'm sorry. I like that. Exactly. Gentlemen. I'm just going to tell you this one last thing. Clint Eastwood could kick this guy's ass, and he's like 90. So let's be honest here. The Miz, the Z-lister has no room to speak about anything, and the Mysterios are going to kick their ass at WrestleMania, and then Clint Eastwood's going to come in and do the exact same thing to him. And that's where – that's the I bottom disagree. line. <laughs> I love how you said it. That's but let, let, and let me add this. First of all, Clint Eastwood is 975 years old. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, is that let's touch on uh, Cleveland, the disrespect you showed the prodigal son, Logan Paul, returning to your dump of a city. You should be ashamed of yourselves, just like you should be ashamed of the fact that that you hosted Kyrie Irving, that loser fucking nerd. But anyway, <laughs> so, and then I have to say, I know this is an unpopular opinion. Fuck Jerry Lawler. I was never there for Jerry Lawler, even in the heyday. Even if I, even if I was a teenager in my 20s and my 30s, I was never there for Jerry Lawler, even though his quote-unquote whole vibe coincided with the Attitude Era. He was always a dick to me. Never, ever, ever sat right with me. Got no use for him. Fuck Jerry Lawler. I, I, I would have liked to seen them boo him and not Logan Paul. Well, well let's put it this Sorry, gentlemen. Sorry, gentlemen. Just so wait, you know Jerry seconds. Lawler? Oh, never mind. We did have a listener. I was going to say hello to him, but he is gone. But Mark, welcome to the show. 
Uh, thank you for listening in to us. If you do uh, wish to say a word, have your opinions heard, or your thoughts, what you loved, what you didn't like, just come on in, join us. We'd be glad to hear from you. Mark, do you have any comments? And where are you coming? Where are you calling us from? I'm calling from you, New York City, baby. Yeah, we just had Ash in here from the Boogie Down Bronx who went to MSG last night for the show. Where are you at in New York City exactly, Mark? Dang, I'm at Shane. You're a faggot. I hope you know that. You're a retard. Have fun, you stupid retard. I don't even know what this room's for. Shane, I remember you. You kicked me first simply. Just ask you a question, you little Shane retard. By the way, I know a man named Shane. He's gay. Just like those glasses, faggot. Hey, Mark. Good looking out, Mark. Go fuck your mother. Enjoy your life. We're going to ban Mark from Spotify Green Room, but we appreciate you weighing in, Mark, to show your true colors. All love, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy hell. Well, that got, uh, that took a different turn for the. <laughs> But you gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta be a sorry motherfucker to, you gotta be a sorry motherfucker at 12 o'clock at night, uh, calling from New, you must not be calling from New York City because if, if you're calling from New York City, New York City doesn't claim bitch ass motherfuckers like you. So you're calling from New York City at midnight to talk a bunch of stupidness. Anyways, listen, man, fuck you, your mother and your sister, you bitch ass bitch. (laughs) wow that was crazy that took a turn for the worst there that was a bad turn moving on we're gonna move on we're gonna go to the clip of last week of Tommaso Ciampa versus Robert Roode um then we turn into a Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa in the back interview about this tag match which we also did find that, well, we also was also acknowledged that tomorrow night on NXT, it will be Braun Breaker versus Tommaso Ciampa versus uh, Dolph Ziggler for the NXT championship. Um, And then we go into the Dirty Dogs versus Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa. Now, before we get into that match, we're going to quickly, after we go to commercial, we come back and we find the Street Profits in the back somewhere being interviewed and yet again, another key tag team members, tag just members of the WWE who are out there and very popular without a WrestleMania match. But they seem to think that just because they beat RK Bro last week, that they are next in line uh, for a match for the Raw Tag Team Championships. So, gentlemen, I ask you your thoughts on the match, your thoughts on their comments. Do you believe they are next in line due to the fact that they did beat RK Bro, but at the time, RK Bro did not have the titles? I definitely do think so. I think that I know that a lot of people were thinking that, you know, okay, so we had the triple tag team uh, championship match, which was iconic. It's going down in the history books. That was a phenomenal match. And then, so I know people, some people will be of the mindset, so either let's run it back again. Or Alpha Academy and um, Darren, help me out here. Alpha Academy and who's the other tag team there? Rollins and, Rollins and Owens. Yeah, exactly. Rollins and Owens. So it's like, you know, maybe we run it back and everyone gets a shot again. But no, I mean, that was the shot. And 
I've said many times about, you know, titles changing hands on non-pay-per-views, which it should happen. It should happen as it happens organically. So everyone had their shot. Losers are losers. Winners are winners. And I agree with the Street Profits 100%. They're they're next in line. They didn't have their opportunity tonight, and they're on the heels of beating RK Bro, so they should get their shot at WrestleMania. That's what- Ash. Welcome back. Wow. Oh, Ash, man. Let me tell you, Ash. Yo. <laughs> you missed it. Someone from New York was here. Oh, who was it? Who was it? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> You missed the action, man. Listen, yeah, I got love. I got love for everybody, and I got love for nobody. So if you're from New York City, I don't give a fuck if you're from New York City, if you're from fucking Mars or Jupiter. It is what it is. We had someone misrepresent New York City on, not on your behalf, but we set them straight. But we're happy to hear you. Yeah, yeah, it's welcome. Anytime, anytime. Anyways, we're going to move on. Remember, gentlemen, all everybody that's not talking, please mute your mic. Um, we then go into a clip of Omos and his destructiveness that he has dealt over the course of his time in WWE. We then go to the back with Omos in the back. Yet again, another person with no WrestleMania match and believes he will have one by the time WrestleMania rolls around. So then we go to Omos in the ring against Apollo Crews. Of course, with Commander Aziz um, by his side. Gentlemen, your thoughts on this? Do you think Omos will have a WrestleMania match come WrestleMania time? I'll weigh in here first. I do think he'll have a WrestleMania match, but, and I mean, it looks like it was lined up for uh, Commander Aziz, but stature wise, you know, it is what we wanted. However, you know, it, is it compelling? Not so much. Someone showed though Commander Aziz from his raw underground days. Does anyone remember that? I do, yes. So, sorry to interrupt you, Shane, for a second, though. But if we're looking at this, so uh, Omos stands at seven foot two, three 399 pounds. We talked about Strowman on the pre-show, that we needed somebody like that. Strowman was 6'7", 343. As Ken, Commander Aziz is 6'9", 345. So he is a bit taller than, than Strowman um, and a bit heavier than Strowman. So, you know, it is someone bigger. Do we think it would be worth the the WrestleMania event of it being Aziz versus Owen? I mean, if I'm being honest, like, this is the problem with this two-day WrestleMania nonsense. And and we're getting so. Do I think that Omos versus Commander Aziz physically, like you know, pound for pound, is a compelling matchup? Sure, I do. Do I think it's WrestleMania worthy? Hell, fucking no. It's WrestleMania. But now that it's two days, everybody and their grandmother, even this bitch ass motherfucker who called in earlier, should be on WrestleMania. That's how diluted. <laughs> you versus him, Shane? Would you do that? You versus him, WrestleMania. <laughs> this is this is how di- this is how diluted WrestleMania has gotten. But, but so, now that, but we're here though. We're here in the two day WrestleMania now. So, am am I here for Omos and Commander Aziz? Yeah, uh, I'll take it. And I, I'm here for pound for pound matchup, and I'll enjoy it because 
I kind of want to pivot myself from I'm unhappy with the two day WrestleMania. I, I, I voiced it many times. It is, it is not indicative of what WrestleMania represents. You're not going to have a two day World Cup. You're not going to have a two day Super Bowl. It is a one and done. It is very disappointing. However, I, Shane, I, I will want to say that. Can I say this real quick? You would kick his ass at WrestleMania. No, listen, I'm a lover, not a fighter, man. We're on Talk That Talk. We love everybody. If everyone doesn't love us, that's okay. We got thick skin, man. I've been hell, I've been to hell and back a hundred million times. I'm too old for to take anything personally. It's all love. Oh, yeah. Come one, come <laughs> all. We take all calls. I take I take nothing personal. If I could pass on one thing to the younger generation, take nothing personal and live life, man. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. My dog. I appreciate you. Yeah, for real. I would yeah. say this is that I I am going to I'm going to make a conscious decision. Tonight is the last uh, well, I don't want to swear by this, but I'm going to try to not complain about right. the 2-day WrestleMania until WrestleMania has concluded. I'm going to try to embrace it and enjoy the matches for what they are. So I sum all this up by saying, yes, I'm here for Omos and Commander Aziz. I would like to see Apollo in the mix. Who do we have in the mix for Omos, though, Darren? Like, you know, AJ Styles and him, you know, they're no longer. So I would like to see maybe someone emerge on Omos's side to kind of. Well, well you, have to, you have to think, like, there is nobody other than. Than than Commander Aziz, that's really that size of stature that could really go up against Omos because we've gotten rid of all the big guys or all the big guys have left, like Braun Strowman, for instance. So you're technically left with Commander Aziz if we're trying to get somebody that's big like him because we're not. Do you really want to go in there watching him take on Austin Theory, for example? We know it's not going to be because he's going to face uh, Pat McAfee. No, no, it's not. Sorry, I hate to interrupt, Darren, and maybe I'm misunderstanding you. But what I was saying, if I misunderstand you, correct me, please. But what I was saying was that, like, Omos and Commander Aziz I'm here for, but I'm assuming that, like, you know, Apollo is going to be lingering in, in Commander Aziz's situation. Like, do we have anyone that we can have linger in Omos's situation to kind of, like, balance it off? You know what I mean? No, sorry, I misunderstood what you were asking me. Sorry about that. Um, no, we don't have anybody unless unless he finds a new partner partner because him and AJ Styles are over. We know what AJ Styles is doing at WrestleMania, so we we don't have anything. We don't have anybody else unless you know a friendship, you know, works out between now and WrestleMania. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, I, like, I'm here for it, but I would like to see some kind of balancing act. And then perhaps maybe this is where we go. Maybe Commander Aziz, since he's been rolling with Apollo, I don't really love that whole situation, but it is what it is. Maybe if Commander Aziz is rolling with Apollo, Almost gets somebody in the mix, and maybe we turn it into a tag team. And if we don't turn it into a tag team, maybe you know all hell breaks loose at WrestleMania, and then it develops into some kind of tag team situation. Mm -hmm. it, it, Apollo Cruz, sorry, let me just say this: what really disappoints me with Apollo Cruz, this guy is fucking supremely athletically gifted. And he seems genuinely like a super nice guy and that he really is here 
for the long haul and willing to do anything, I really think WWE did him a disservice uh, uh, just from the beginning to the end. I'm not finding a way for him. But again, it goes back to the rocks, the stone colds, the, the everybody's is that aside from, I mean, this is not a hundred percent accurate, but aside from the undertaker, meaning that where Vince introduced the character, a lot of these guys and girls, and I spoke specifically about the rock and stone cold because of recent memory. These are the two biggest gargantuan stars is that the, like Vince didn't come knock on their fucking door or hotel room and say, listen, I got a plan for you guys. These guys were flopping out day in and day out and looked themselves in the mirror and came up with a situation that was going to present itself and caught lightning in a bottle. But there were many, many, many hours spent in the hotel room in front of a mirror talking that talk. And for all the wrestlers out there that want to be WWE superstars, like, you know, this is a very unforgiving fucking business. And, and, and ironically enough, on the other side, on the other side, it's a very forgiving business, meaning that, you know, you're the dog to yesterday, but you're the hero tomorrow. But you got to take matters into your own hands. Long way of me saying is that Apollo Crews is yet another WWE wrestler and a long line of wrestlers who is fucking athletically gifted and really has a huge upside. But unless you're going to put it all together on your own, it's never going to happen. Absolutely. I, I agree with you on that. It is not going to happen unless, but you know what it is, it is WWE's take and they've got to do what they got to do. Right. And unless things change, uh, who knows what's going to happen with Apollo Crews down the road, and it very well could lead to a lot of things. What, what are those things? Who knows? But it's going to lead to something, and it may not be good, or it may be really good. But at this moment, they're not using him to the best of his ability, and it does kind of suck. And just to remind, just to you know, just a thing you said, the underground, uh, underground wrestling there, uh, as Omos was the security guard. Uh, of the door at that time, if you remember correctly. Almost, and Commander um, Aziz were both in the mix at Raw Underground? They were, yes. So Omos was the security guard outside the door, and Commander Aziz yes. was inside doing whatever he was doing then, yeah. Yes, yes. I agree. So so it all kind of makes sense. And I, I don't know, I know everyone really gave Raw Underground a hard time. I enjoyed it had its moments where it was good, but at other times it was just like, eh, no, I don't care for it. But it had its time. But I think it also came down to Shane O'Mac, which was the guy running it. And I think that really helped it, you know, succeed in what it did do. It would have been nice if they could have let it go on a little longer. But uh, it is what it is. Just a reminder, this is Talk That Talk provided by Off The Hook. We're here before every Monday Night Raw and before every night SmackDown half an hour prior to and immediately following every Raw and SmackDown and the same goes for every pay-per-view on Saturdays or Sundays whenever they are on. Please join us. Give us your thoughts, your opinions. Give us your dislikes, your likes, your loves, your hates. We'd love to hear it. Come and join us. Please and, do. We're moving on. And just to piggyback that, don't ever bite your tongue, man. Keep on talking in the free world. We're moving on. Thank you, Shane. We're moving on. We're going to go to a clip of Edge and AJ Styles from last week where, you know, Edge got his match at WrestleMania that he wanted, and then he turned. Um, and it turns out that at the end of that clip that AJ Styles has suffered 
a serious neck contusion. So does that put this match in jeopardy? I guess we'll find out in weeks to come. And then we head to the ring where we do see Edge come out. Um, I hate Edge with a passion, but this was royally, royally, in my opinion, really fucked up tonight. First of all, you cut his music short, and then I have to sit here and watch him in some terrible fucking blue lighting. That I hated the fiend in the red lighting. That blue lighting was just even worse. Um, and I, I don't understand how he says that he helped AJ. You didn't help AJ Styles in no way. AJ Styles don't need you. You don't need AJ Styles. WrestleMania doesn't need you, and you don't need WrestleMania. Um, I just thought that whole segment was a waste of time, and uh, I don't look forward to any more. Jacob. Uh, hopefully AJ gets uh, he gets better. Um, wish him speedy recovery. And uh, I like Edge. Does uh, WrestleMania need Edge? I agree, probably not. But he's just a guy to throw in in the mix. They're trying to probably make this a stacked card, very stacked. Like, I understand that you say it's going to be a stacked card, but a stacked card doesn't always mean it's going to be a good show. No, no, no. Of course. But I'm trying to say is with WWE's limited kind of talent, they need kind of as much as they can get. I, I, I think, you know, one night, and I, like Shane said, they're, they're just this, this two-night garbage. They're just trying to fill it with whatever they can possibly find, you know, they could find two hobos off the street next and possibly put them in this. And and to me, it's just like, some of these are not needed. And right now there are certain matches that I'm, I'm thrilled for. And there's others that I'm just like, this is just filler for two nights that we don't need when it could have just have been one night. I understand. man. I, I do. I really do. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Darren and I are on the same page as far as the two-day WrestleMania. As I said, this is my last night. I'm going to try. I can't swear by it, but I'm going to try to make this my last night speaking on this two-day WrestleMania versus one-day WrestleMania. But last year, I was disgusted the same way. And I don't know if Darren agrees with me. I think he does, but I'll I'll defer to Darren after my comment is that Going into it, I was disgusted. But then it's wrestling. So it's like, for me, and I'm very, I can rant and rave, but I love the WWE with all my heart. And so in the end, they really can do no wrong. And shameful to say, but I mean, anyone who's been watching WWE their whole life is that, you know, we rant and rave, but there's nothing that the WWE could do to make me not watch. So the point is, is that I was disgusted when the two-day WrestleMania was introduced, but I watched every moment, and I enjoyed every match in and of itself. And then when day one concluded, I was disgusted that we, we had a day two. So I say all that to come to the conclusion that I fucking hate Edge. I always did. However, you know, when the match unfolds, Edge can still wrestle. To his credit, he's got himself or he's kept himself in, in shape. 
I don't know if he was out of shape and then went back in shape or whatever. And then uh, I'm expecting a great match. And if it's and if it does turn out that AJ is okay and it is Edge versus AJ, uh, I'm expecting a great match of two technical technically sound wrestlers, but with one of them not quite in their prime with AJ past his prime, but not like you know fucking archaic like uh, Edge. So I'm expecting uh, AJ to prevail, of course. But in the end, I think that we will all enjoy the match from a wrestling perspective. But there's just so much talent in the WWE that it could go another way. And I think we all agree that that's disappointing. But, you know, you know we play the cards. Like, like, like to your point, you know, last year I watched every second of it as well. I enjoyed it the first night, second night as well. But this, the same fact that I had to wait another night to get part two pissed me off royally. And it did take away from the excitement in my thoughts, in my opinion, that, you know, you gear up, you're getting ready. You're so excited. It's the ground. You're on the grandest, grandest stage of them all. WrestleMania. It's meant to be a one night event. Every other fucking pay-per-view is a one-night event. Are we going to turn SummerSlam into two nights next? No, I don't think so. I hope not, anyways. But, you know, you you lose the excitement of it knowing that, well, fuck, this is not even it over. We've got to go back tomorrow night to watch the whole thing the next night again. So can they do something wrong? They have by making WrestleMania two nights. And they, they really got to figure this shit out and stop this because... This is this is this is the wrong way to do things, and this is not. I don't find it any at, at all a good idea of this. No, you're right, hundred percent. The uh, I agree, hundred percent. Is that it's a one night event. It's the pinnacle. It's the top of the mountain. It is only for the elite of the elite. WrestleMania is not meant and has never meant to be and should never should never be representative 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 pardon me of everybody. It is not an all inclusive event. It is throughout the calendar year you have an opportunity to show and prove that you belong on the grandest of all stages to your point Darren. And if you don't achieve that moment, you live to see another day. And then you got to go back to the drawing board. You know, it's no different, like I said, than the World Series or the Super Bowl or uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. It's no different. You either are there or you're not there. That doesn't mean you're complete fucking trash and they should pack it all in and life is over. It just means that, no, you're not there. But now they've diluted it so much two event two nights, and the irony is, is that they say they di- that they say that you know we got to spread it out. It's too. Some people are complaining that it's too long, but on two nights combined, it's longer than it was from one night. So it's like that's nonsense. It's all about trying to include more people. I don't like to talk about this. I like to stick to the wrestling part. So not that I'm not aware of everything else and I could talk about it forever and a day, but this is not what we're here for. This is the talk that talk, the official live fan reaction call and show before and after every Monday night round. We're talking wrestling. We're not talking business. We're not talking all this other internet rumors, but it does always come down to the almighty dollar. And 
you know, it's a publicly traded company now, and now they're trying to make some extra, they're trying to appease everybody. But in the end, some decisions, you know, you're cutting off your nose to spite your face. Uh, we will definitely, I've said this from the beginning, we will definitely live to see them reverse this decision. Because although in theory, you know, you split up something that's phenomenal into pieces, you can magnify the profits. In reality, there are some things that are too precious that you cannot do that to, and you end up with a counterproductive situation. And that's what we're here with. So we are indeed with that, and we're going to move on. Uh, we get into Kevin Owens in the back, um, and he informs the dude, I don't know what that guy's name is, in the back, that he has an idea and a plan to get himself into WrestleMania that he will share later on in the night. We all know what that is, and we'll get there eventually, gentlemen. So then we go to the ring, where we've got Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley versus Carmella and Zelina. And as this match is starting, we find out that if Liv and Rhea win the match tonight they will be added to the uh, women's championship, uh, women's tag team championship match at WrestleMania between uh, Carmella and Zelina against Naomi and Sasha. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Do you like the idea of them adding these teams if they win? And uh, what did you think of the match? Shane? I enjoyed the match. I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll just, you know, give the quick rundown of the usual things that we hate. The mask, I'm so over Corey. Like, I liked Corey Graves. I'm not saying I hate him now, but I did like him. And I liked Carmella. I loved Carmella. Like, I'm going back to Carmella and uh, how you doing? What are they called, Darren? Um, I, I can't remember their name. Uh, oh, Enzo and Cass. Thank you. Enzo and Cass. Thank you, Jacob. But, but what was that? So, like, I remember when I was at the Rico Center here in Toronto, uh, Coca-Cola Coliseum now, and they came out. This was their – I believe it was actually – it could have been arguably their last live performance. If it wasn't, it was one of their last live performances together. It wasn't their last. Like I don't want to get crazy. It was one of the last. Uh together when Enzo and Cast came out and then Carmella came out with them as well. And the place went fucking absolutely fucking berserk. I have that recorded, so I gotta post that. So point being is this I got love for Carmella. She she's a great wrestler. Uh I love everything about her. However, this whole nonsense, all jokes aside, I know we talk about dumb is, but you know, like Corey and Carmella trying to replicate that is nonsensical foolishness to me. And then them, like, you know, really drilling down on the sex aspect of it. Shut the fuck up. It's nonsense. And Corey's on the desk. And Corey's trying to legitimize himself. And then Corey is also already proven that he feels inferior to Pat McAvee by trying to call Pat McAvee out tonight several times. It's a bad look for Corey all around. It's a bad look for Carmella all around. The mask is nonsense. And agreed, Darren, 100% that Zelina, I'm jumping all over the place here, but Zelina's British accent is absolute nonsense. Let's just, this is, so in the end, 
do we all agree, even though Sasha and Naomi should be individual belt holders, do we all agree in the end, Sasha and Naomi, this is where we want everyone to focus on and this is where we want the gold? Well, I do think that Sasha and Naomi are going to take these titles at WrestleMania. Um, the, the the whole nonsense here of this match of, of Carmella and Zelina, we, the, they're not what you call the greatest tag team in the world. They're a tag team. They, they won the championships. Good luck to them, you know, whatever they want to do. But it, it's, it, they're not what you call legitimate tag team champions. And uh, I never thought that I never will. They did what they did. Good luck to them, but they're losing at WrestleMania. And, uh, Kill, Carmella and Corey, you gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go and do your shit somewhere else and not on, on, not, not on the table, not a, on the show. This is stupid. That was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And, uh, I'm not a fan of any of it. So, with that being said, are we, do we feel like Sasha and Naomi are going to be gypped? of a good match with them adding a triple, an, a third team to this match? Or do we think this just adds more excitement, greatness to the already planned match? Say that again. Hello? Sorry, with Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley being added to this match, do we feel like it is a kick in the ass to Sasha and Naomi? Do we think it should have stayed the way it was? Or do we think this adds another excitement level to this match? Are we excited that they were added to this match? Where do we go from here and what do we think? I like it. I'm absolutely excited about it. I mean, I think the more the merrier. I think it's going to be a great match. I think there's a lot of talent in the in this particular match. Like, I think that the true talent will prevail. Again, I'm disappointed that Sasha and Naomi aren't individually excelling. However, again, and like, well, we'll get to Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins and what I thought about that earlier and how it unfolded. But uh, I'm hoping that. In a perfect world, you know, Naomi and Sasha prevail, but then they also come to the quick realization, which I'm sure they already know going into it, is that, you know, there's only room for one of us. And then inevitably, they will have to figure that out on their own. But, yes, I'm happy about it. All right, Ash, Jacob, any thoughts on uh, on that whole entire match and the addition of Rhea and Liv for the WrestleMania? It was all right. All righty, we're moving on. We're going to go to a clip of Finn Balor and Damian Priest from last week with the United States Championship match. Uh, we watch that clip, and then we move into Finn Balor versus Austin Theory. It goes to commercial, we come back, and we see a video for Vader informing the WWE Universe that he is the next inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2022. Uh, We spoke about him briefly on the pre-show, and so we're going to get down to the match. Finn Balor versus Austin Theory. 
your thoughts. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you love it? What's your thoughts, guys? Gentlemen, I mean, to me, this is what it's all about. This was, to me, this is the epitome of what the quote-unquote, I don't know what, like I keep calling it the intercontinental because that's what it is. So, I mean, I equate it to, you know, I'm a diehard boxing fan. I grew up watching boxing. I grew up watching wrestling as well. But, I mean, the thing is, is that there's weight classes for a reason. So, Finn Balor and Austin Theory, to me, I don't know how comparable their weights are, but just visually and optically for me is that this is the be-all to end-all. This is where it needs to be. These are, they're not Macho Man Randy Savage, but the point is, is that the Macho Man Randy Savage and the Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and were into the, going on to HBK, you know, where he started the Intercontinental Belt and so on and so forth, is that this is where we need to be. So I was thrilled with this matchup, absolutely thrilled. I felt great about it, just completely. This is where we need to be. Now, the ending, that's a whole other conversation, but... I would like to hear if uh, Ash, Darren, uh, Jacob, anyone has any thoughts on on what I'm saying. Is that like, you know, these are guys that are physically the same in stature or, or somewhat the same. And, you know, this is what we need. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not really. Oh, what's up, Ed? Uh, I'm not really an Austin Theory person. I'm just, I'm not that big of a fan of his gimmick. Ash, talk to your boy, man. Jacob, dumb is I was with you 100%, but Ash turned me on the pre-show, man. You should have been there. Like, I went from 100% thinking that Austin Theory should be dead and buried to now, like, I'm arguably, <laughs> I'm arguably his number one fan. Talk to him, Ash. Ash just sorry, met Austin Sorry Theory. to interrupt you. Just, uh, just a welcome to uh, Ed. Ed, if you'd like to uh, give us your thoughts, your opinions, your loves, your hates on uh, Monday Night Raw that just happened a little while ago, please do so. Uh, we'd love to hear your opinions and your thoughts if you have any. Did, um, did, did Ash tell you guys he met uh, Austin Theory? He did tell us, yes. And uh, Shane, to your to your thoughts there, Finn Balor weighs in at 190 pounds. Austin Theory weighs in at 200. Holy crap. Hmm. Like a 30 what? If I'm correct. If I'm at 40, 30, 40. Yeah, I mean, so like, you know, it's a wide gap. But to look at them visually, you know, they're comparable. And, uh, and yeah, exactly, Jacob. Like Ash told us about his meeting with uh, Austin Theory and then Austin Theory weighing in on getting F5'd off the top of the pod in the elimination chamber, you know. Uh, Ash and the Boogie Down Bronx going to the show last night at MSG. And, uh, you know, just him sharing his thoughts turned me on, turned me on Austin. Doesn't take much to turn me. And it's like uh, I got love for Austin Theory now. And then now tonight when um, – how did it end with Austin Theory taking the selfies, right? Like I'm all in, man. I'm all in 100%. I'm all in on Austin. Now, I'm not all in on Austin Theory taking on Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns and, and, and being the top. Hell fucking no. Austin Theory is the is in the intercontinental realm. I'm all in on well, that. We also, have to, we also have to remember, 
Uh, Damien Priest did come out of nowhere, literally, and he did attack Finn Balor um, as well during this match. So we can't leave that little snippet out as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I was agreeing with... Uh, I was listening to what Dan was saying. Yeah, and so the thing that annoyed me about that is that just when I thought that we were in the clear and that we were all on the same page, then lo and behold, somebody who's triple the size of these guys comes in and it does not... It's not relevant. It's apples and oranges. I don't want to see it. Uh, Austin Theory and Finn Balor, like, Austin Theory is on the rise. Finn Balor has been at the top. And Finn Balor is an excellent wrestler, and we need to see more of the demon. But the point is is that Finn Balor has just so much to offer the world. And, uh, like, you know, all jokes aside, I... From a wrestling standpoint, I'm not all in on Austin Theory from that perspective. However, uh, again, in all seriousness, when Ash was showing him love tonight and, and then telling us what went down at MSG last night, when Ash was in the building, like, you know, I got love for that. So, but when Hulk Hogan was the biggest superstar on planet Earth, regardless of sports, so you're talking Hulk Hogan as Michael Jackson at that time. And somehow, some way, Macho Man Randy Savage managed to align himself in the same atmosphere. Now, albeit Hulk Hogan was still running the show, but it wasn't like Macho Man Randy Savage was an afterthought. He managed to inject himself into the conversation and align himself with what was the biggest phenom that the world of wrestling had ever fucking seen. My point is, is that that is the power of the intercontinental championship, quote unquote, weight class versus the heavyweight championship, quote unquote, weight class. And we need to get back to that and appreciate it for what it is. We need to abolish the United States championship belt because it's just nonsense. And we need, intercontinental on both brands and i'm even here for one other belt that could kind of float around transcending weight well well it it is something to look at and you never know wwe could do that they they are always you know adding new ones taking away old ones so it could happen and to your weight class uh damian priest is 249 so that's another 29 pounds added on to what Austin Theory is. Um, so he is a little bit bigger than than the two of those men. Um, moving on. We watch a clip of the six women tag team match from last week. Um, and they do love to highlight the hair whip of Bianca Belair on Becky Lynch. Now, we all know what that is capable of doing. I don't know if any of you saw the the after photos of what marks that left on her. Um, and also if you saw the photos of what it left to Sasha Banks last year at WrestleMania, but that hair leaves marks and it leaves very, very big and painful marks. With that being said, we're going to move on. We then get Bianca Belair in the back. Just speaking of her time going into WrestleMania and nobody messes with the hair, according to Bianca Belair. It's just... It's her hair. Don't mess with it. 
And uh, I'll tell you this, I wouldn't mess with it if you paid me. Um, and then we move on. Shane, we've got Kevin Owens. And let's be honest. In my opinion, this is the worst of the worst of the worst ideas in the world. You've got Kevin Owens going to WrestleMania to do a KO show. And he's calling out the Texas Rattlesnake and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, this, to me, is disrespectful of Kevin Owens and what he could do. You're putting him in to host his own show, and you're going to have him do it against Stone Cold Steve Austin, one of the oldest and the most, one of the Hall of Famers? Come on. Give this man a match that he deserves, a championship match that he deserves, and let's get on with this. This whole KO show... Don't get me wrong, the KO show is awesome. But this is not what he deserves for WrestleMania. I don't care. Shane, if you are talking, if you're there, we can't hear you. Okay, we've lost Shane, so we'll hopefully get him back momentarily. I don't know where he's gone. He's in the listening category, supposedly. Um, Shane, if you're there and want to come back and join us, please do so. Shane, you there? Yeah, we're good. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we're good. Hello? Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, uh, there's some there's some technical difficulties here. All right, well, we will continue on. We'll let Shane figure out his technical difficulties. Shane, whenever you can hear us, let me know. We can hear you and your background noise, but you may not be able to hear us. So with that being said, we've got Kevin Owens in the KO show against Stone Cold Steve Austin from what it looks like. He's asked that. Of Well, he sent out the invitation or the call out to Stone Cold. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of it. I don't think it's the best move for Kevin Owens ever. And this is just, yet again, another filler to a stupid two-night WrestleMania event that I'm not happy about. Ash, are you still with us? Mr. Shane, are you back? Can you hear me now? Yes. Oh, I'm so glad I'm back. I have so much to say about this, and I know we're running late, is that I agree with you, Darren, 100%, is that, you know, we knew this was coming. We knew the narrative that Kevin Owens was pushing. He was pushing subliminals, you know, disrespecting Dallas, trying to lay the foundation for trying to call out Stone Cold for one last hurrah. but. uh Agreed. It's it, it just beneath. It's beneath. You, you have to put it in generations. Stone Cold is on the Mount Rushmore. There's no question. But it's 2022. We're here today. So, you know, it's beneath Kevin Owens. I'm not going to ramble on tonight. The long and short is this. I'm hoping, praying 
fingers crossed, that Stone Cold acknowledges Kevin Owens and says, listen, this is desperation on your behalf. You're in the prime of your WWE career. When I was in the prime of my WWE career, what? I was the king at the top of the mountain. And then you're in the prime of your WWE career and you're calling me out and I'm long since retired. You should be ashamed of yourself. So I'm going to do you a favor and reach back and help you save some dignity. And I'm going to actually get in the mix and do it one more time for my state of Texas. I don't know if Stone Cold is actually from Dallas, but I mean, Texas is a state, obviously. Darren, you can let me know where Stone Cold is actually from and where he lives now. I mean, I know he's not, but I know that Texas is a state. So I'm expecting Stone Cold to, I don't want to happen impromptu uh, on the quote unquote Kevin Owens show and have a little dust up. I don't want that. I want Stone Cold to acknowledge it early and often and say, this is beneath you. So I'm doing you a solid and letting you know it's beneath you. Don't ever grovel to Vince. I told Vince what to do. Vince didn't tell me what to do. So now I'm going to pass on that judgment to you and we're going to get it on. That's the only way I see this unfolding. If it doesn't unfold that way, then agree, Darren. I mean, this is an absolute disgrace. So he is from Austin, Texas, currently lives in a place called Victoria, Texas, is where he... That's right, Austin, yeah, and I knew that. That's my bad. Yes, I knew he was from Austin. I think we think uh, Ash fell asleep on us because he hasn't spoke to us in a while. So thanks, Ash, for coming in. I know you're still there, but I think you've either gone on the phone or you're doing other stuff. But uh, just a reminder, Shane, to you and to anybody else out there that wants to join us in on Friday for the pre-show at 7.30, and then immediately following after at 10 o'clock. Immediately join us. Please do give us your thoughts, your opinions. And we're doing the same for every Monday night and every pay-per-view. And just a reminder, Friday on the post-show, we get down to business and we discuss our very own WrestleMania card for the two nights. What is your WrestleMania card with the matches out there currently that is being put on right now? Where do you see them? Where do you want them? I've challenged my friends here on Talk That Talk, and I'm challenging anybody else out there that wants to show what they think they can do. Bring out your inner Vince McMahon. Make your card up of WrestleMania Night 1, WrestleMania Night 2. Share it on Twitter. Tweet it to us. Come on the show. Tell us it. We'd love to hear it along with all of ours. Can't wait for Friday's post-show, gentlemen. Indeed. And while we're while we're on that topic, again, to reiterate, Darren, this is Talk That Talk. This is the official live fan reaction call-in show 30 minutes before every Monday Night Raw, 30 minutes before every Friday Night SmackDown, and then immediately following both. And then, of course, 30 minutes before every WWE pay-per-view and then immediately following the pay-per-view to get your reactions, to get your opinions, to get your predictions and to talk about everything that happened the previous week, what's going to happen this evening, uh, our predictions, our reactions. And then also throughout the show, this is all audio. So throughout the show, what I really love to see is everybody sharing their signs. This is where we're at, is that, you know, we're not at the shows. 
we're online. You know, we're 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 online, and if you follow us on Twitter, off the hook at the signal is busy is the handle, and then we're using hashtag talk that talk WWE Raw or WWE SDL or WWE pay per view, depending on if it's Raw SmackDown or a pay per view. Share your sign. Follow us on Twitter, and you can see that. Darren and I share our signs every week, and we'd love to see everyone share their sign, hear what they have to say via their sign while they're watching the show. Darren, bring Well, that, that concludes the, the, uh, the, the, the show for tonight. Like Shane says, I hope to hear everybody on Friday. I'm waiting. I want to see the, the WrestleMania cards. Bring out your inner Vince. Show us your cards for WrestleMania. Where do you see Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns? Is it night one, night two? Where do you see Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair? Night one, night two. Do you, who do you see maining event both show both nights? Let us know. I want to hear. I'm excited for Friday night. But gentlemen, ladies, I want to say this. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Shane, please do us the honors. Everybody, don't ever forget. Keep on talking in the free world.